Welcome to Adults Only Comedy Berlin. Today we have Simone Hudson. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. Oh yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, um, we ran into each other completely randomly uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, I noticed something about you straight away, <laughs> and uh, and that blew my mind. Um, so, uh, you, uh, Simone, uh, you're you're you you're gonna have a baby soon. Mm-hmm. Pop one out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, congratulations! And you were like, I only accept. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, no. Um, I find the congratulations thing a little bit weird. This is a sensitive thing. I'd like to make it into a joke, but it is a very sensitive thing because I know a lot of people are trying for babies, mm-hmm. IVF, there's all of that stuff. We didn't, oh, look, we were kind of like, yeah, well, yeah. And you know, <laughs> and that's the question that people always go, did you plan it? I'm like, well, yeah, but just came a bit quicker than we thought. Um, by planning it, I'm curious about that because it's like I've, I've, one of my best friends is pregnant and uh, that's why I'm getting the vaccine, which is super exciting. And everyone's a bit like, what? Like you're skipping the queue just because you're friends with a pregnant woman? And I'm like, yes. Privilege, pregnant woman. It's yeah. privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But gross. this thing of planning when people are like, oh, oh, well, is it, a, is it a good thing that she's pregnant? And I'm like, yeah, well, they were, you know, like they weren't trying, but they were open to that happening. So like, what, what do you mean when you say you're planning? Them? Well, just like I could go either way, you know, like <laughs> I would, I actually always wanted to adopt children, but like, I think, um, it's just such a scary change and we're both kind of scared about that change of life and we don't want to change our life. And so then it's like, you know, could have had one, could have not. But then, I don't know, um, I do like kids. Yeah. Yeah, I like kids. I'm quite immature for my age. And then, and then <laughs> You're like, quite immature. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I don't know, my partner said... Uh, yeah, he didn't want to be 40 when he had them. Whereas, like, I've got till I'm 40, you know? Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm 34. I've got, like, three years to really, like, not think about think about that. And then after three years, around 37, I'll start going, all right, is it going to fit in? Or are there terrible, only terrible candidates for fathers around me? And I just hate it. I hate this whole society, like, ticking bomb shit, Ugh. you know? And there are so many women that are panicking, and I don't... Oh, I just hate the way society pressures one. Like the genes have changed. You can have kids at forty, yeah. you know. And I know. Look, I'm lucky that I had one. I have to say that because a lot of people do try for a long time. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely aware that it's a sensitive issue for a lot of people. Um, some people go through miscarriages and, mm-hmm. and loads of things. Um, and I guess for it was more simple for us and so therefore I struggle with congratulations because I'm like we didn't do much um that's (laughs) the only thing yeah okay I get that now all Mm. right so it's more like um I feel hmm. like I don't deserve the congratulations but I I guess I didn't you know bake a fabulous cake I you know I just you just didn't wear a condom (laughs) we (laughs) yeah we got A to B yeah yeah it's uh and not even I also have a lot of friends that don't have kids and don't want kids and mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I need to be like um you know there's some people that are like you don't understand what it's like to be a parent and I'm like oh my god because it's pretentious because it's like we don't all need to have kids we don't all need to procreate that's not why we're on the planet I don't believe in religion mm-hmm. so like you know I don't like to put it on people that's why I don't tell everyone. A lot of people don't 
I don't, I've told my good friends, but it's not like, hey, everyone, I'm pregnant. Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I think I'm quite a different pregnant woman. Yeah. Maybe a bit more pessimistic. Like, I'm not pessimistic. <laughs> I'm not like, this is beautiful. I'm like, this is fascinating in a Sigourney Weaver alien kind of way. Yes, yeah. Ex- okay. You're yeah, a I'm lo- Sigourney Weaver. You're area. Sigourney for yeah. sure. Yeah. You're, yeah. This is very much like my, my best friend as well. Like, yeah, cool. I guess you, are, yeah, you're both quite similar in this, like, well, I'm down to be a parent. I'm down to have a baby. Wasn't something that had any urgency around it. It's happening now. It's weird. Like this whole, this whole kind of ro- romantic or this like delicate, you know, sweet, <gasps> bringing something m- miraculous. It's like, mm. and again, like, I think people just think I'm weird. Cause I'll go, I'll say, I don't really like new more newborn babies. I find them quite ugly, quite again, alien. Yeah, um, they are. and it's like, I'll probably say it's ugly. People are like, no, but you'll like your own. I'm like, that's so narcissist. That's like saying you'll like your own, but nobody else. No, I don't know. My friend's like, I'll remind you two weeks after. And I'm like, okay, Okay. you do that. Yeah, do that. Let's see. Take it from me. No. (laughs) (laughs) You better be around so you can relieve me from this hell. Oh, so, wow. Okay. So become, so uh, I guess I want to ask, cause you're, you're quite big now. You're, you're due in just, or just your, your belly with the baby inside is big. That's okay. Yeah. You're not. Some women are sensitive to the words big, huge. Fat. I know. Yeah. You're um, massive. <laughs> you're massive. <laughs> no, um, but your I'm belly okay. is like, it's you. Gone. it's got, it's stretched out a little. You yeah. look like you've got a baby inside yeah. you. The mm-hmm. rest of your body, if you were, you know, from behind, I wouldn't think that you're pregnant. Okay, I, that's a lucky thing. I did think I was going to expand everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe because I was in New Zealand for summer, and mm-hmm. so I got to be more active. If oh, yeah. I was here, I would have been just munching away, sitting indoors. And munching away. Definitely expanding on all angles. But, like, <laughs> look, it, you know, every woman's different in that respect. And it's very difficult, I think, for some women with body image. It, mm-hmm. It's a huge – I'm very interested in the area, like – in nutrition as well because like it is you're a nutritionist i did yeah. study nutrition i mean it's actually the next career path i'm going call me <laughs> um I'll yeah, drop your you. drop your details uh yeah and then i haven't released the name or my instagram yet but oh okay it's called hudson health talk to you oh that sounds very <laughs> professional i love it hudson yeah. health well i did hudson catering hudson health anyway make a conglomerate on nutrition anyway yeah stop promoting yourself simon um no, so no. Like, yeah, I do think it's some women when they go through pregnancy is a hard time for them because Mm -hmm. their body changes to what they don't particularly like or, you know, you can sometimes put on weight and then even post baby, it's difficult to get rid of the weight and that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of women worry about or it's just, again, horrible society. Yes, horrible society. Yeah, depending on women saying you need to be skinny and all these like famous people that have critted weight after a week, you know, and it's just, it's not real. No, you know, and, and it's like, yeah. it's this huge thing. Like my, yeah, my best friend who's pregnant, she's like, oh, Anna, I'm tired all the time, but I've been reading these things that like, if I exercise, it's going to help with postnatal depression, but I just don't have the energy right now. And I'm like, babe, your body is going through massive, you're growing a human inside you. No wonder you're tired. Like you'll, you'll get to the point where you can do some exercise, but just uh, give yourself a bit of a break right now. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everyone, that's the thing, everyone's different in their pregnancy, right? Some people are nauseous, some people are super tired. Yeah. And you just have to listen to your body and just, you know, and like, look, 
exercise and all that will come afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's the struggle, like having to go, you know, why why can't I do these things anymore? Or like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I can tie my shoes, but just, you know, and that's, <laughs> you know, you feel so stupid, but like, um, you know, after it all, you know, it, you'll get it back or you'll, yeah. you'll be able to exercise again or, you know, yeah. it's, it's fine. Okay, so just quickly, any like um, specific things that you have found challenging or surprisingly pleasing in your pregnancy? Um, challenging, I can't eat poached eggs. Oh. <laughs> um, the alcohol thing that was actually okay for me. Yeah, yeah. Like you talked about having a year off, um, so it's like having a year off. Yeah, kind of. Um, Do you have the cheeky like like they say like you know a little bit isn't bad? I'm not judging. No, look, they say you can drink a wine and drink it slowly. Yeah. I can't drink wine slowly. So <laughs> just didn't do it, you know? There's non-alcoholic beers. There's actually non-alcoholic wine. Yeah, that's rubbish. Uh, wow, no, my friend found a good one. Yeah, really? It's a Berlin label, yeah. Oh, I would like that because I yeah. really like, like, I, you know, wine has such complexity to it. Wank, wank, wank. But I love wine. <laughs> You're Australian, I'm a Kiwi, I know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, we've both worked in gastronomy forever. Um, yeah. But uh, I... Really love it, but I, I'm just not interested in, in all the effects that that alcohol has anymore. Uh, you know, occasionally mm. for special occasions, sure, but just generally, like being able to enjoy a glass of wine with dinner, I, I miss I miss the taste of, of you know the yeah the complexity of the flavors mm. and blah blah blah. So there's a good Berlin label alcohol free wine. Yeah, huh? I'll share it with you after this. Please, yeah. please, and I and I'm very grateful for being in in Germany. I think the German range of alcohol free beer is impressive, and mm-hmm. it's there's tasty, tasty mm-hmm. alcohol free beers available. Yeah, I was drinking German alcohol alcohol free beer in New Zealand. Oh yeah, they yeah. You, you found it there or you brought it was the best one what was I to do you know yeah, oh, yeah. so they had it in, in, in New, New Zealand, Zealand. Oh, yeah fantastic yeah it's called Bavaria oh yeah yeah <laughs> class yeah. of course it is of course <laughs> they're like it's like the cake it's like a I don't know I'm <laughs> yeah when I was in Australia yeah I was just shocked by yeah, there's like very little in the way of alcohol free beer it's all light stuff there's not a lot there's not a big range of no. alcohol free they're like drink alcohol or go home yeah yeah like le- like leave the country like leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bad culture yeah so no poached eggs uh the booze has been okay for you yeah yeah other challenges um no I haven't been out of whack with my hormones um you do get kind of more horny, I think. Yeah, yeah. okay. What? So my, my best friend was mm. like, I don't feel like having sex at all right now. And she's quite a liberated. So like she's got, she's in an open relationship. I've been in that open relationship. Nice. Um, they experiment all sorts of things. And, uh, and they were kind of lamenting like, oh, we had this foursome lined up and we couldn't do it um, because we, had, like, we went away to um, uh, a place in Canary Islands. And, uh, and then she found out she's pregnant. She's like, oh, I missed that last opportunity to have a crazy foursome. But, and now I don't feel any libido at all. Wow. I'm more like, where is my threesome? <laughs> <laughs> How about we do that now before we have a baby crying? <laughs> well, that's what I, that's, she's like, um, well, my, you know, uh, my, my partner keeps telling me that, like, there is a stage in pregnancy where you get super horny. But, mm. like, uh, but like then I'm going to be – and I was like, then you're going to be a fetish piece in the, in the threesome. Like, people are going to be interested in fucking you because you are pregnant. Mm. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, my partner finds me really sexy. Yeah. And then I show him my varicose veins. <laughs> <laughs> Find that sexy? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you can give varicose veins from pregnancy. Are mm-hmm. they in your legs? I don't know where no, else just you just like get... in my mouth. Like, no, because they're <laughs> in my legs. <laughs> I don't know. 
Like, it's I, in my cheek, you know? It's <laughs> just so sexy. <laughs> Kiss me. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I just, like, I, my mum had varicose veins after having me and my brother, mm. and I know them to be on legs, but I wasn't sure if there was some, like, yes. other surprises. The gravity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, the legs. It's yeah. more the legs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't clinically say, but I think it's legs. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, you're a dietitian, so a nutritionist. nutritionist. Nutrition. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm not a qualified dietitian. Yeah. Okay. Not. It's yeah. something I wanted to do. Actually, I wanted to get in. I wanted to do that as a post um, grad, like uh, after my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did sport, and that kind of got in the way. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of sport did you do? I did rowing. Ah. A lot of people would never think. But I did. I was a professional sports person. You're a professional rower. Yes, mm-hmm. for New Zealand. For New Zealand. Yeah, for that, two years. Wow. That team. Yeah, didn't like it. Didn't like it. <laughs> Rowing with eight bitchy, stubborn women oh. in one boat. Oof. Never do that again. How many hours would you be stuck together? Oh, um, whew, six hours a day. Jeez. Six days a week. Jeez. Yeah. You have to it's like a job. them. It's a job, yeah. You you just have to like get along with them, yeah. Yeah. Some of them I didn't like, but you just, you have to be a team. Yeah. Oh my God. That's blur. Yeah. Rowing. Wow. Mm. Um, There was something, I wanted to get back to horniness when yeah, you're pregnant. Horny, yeah. um, <laughs> not that rowing isn't sexy. It's, it's not, no. It's so sexy. All those big the, pieces of wood and the, yeah, wetness. People are sexy, yeah. And we wear this secret, sexy lycra stuff. Right? You can see everything, like the packages, the mm. the boobs, everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I also used to be a swimmer. Maybe I've just got a fascination with lycra, I don't know. I think that yeah. might be mm. it. Uh <laughs> I see all your bits. No, what a stalker. No, yeah, a bit, a bit, a a bit, bit you know, you know yeah. what you like. That's good. You gravitated. You became a professional, uh, creepy, <laughs> creepy person in lycra. Um, also, people were tall. They were taller than me, and it was such a relief. Wow, I was a tall, and that's, I was like, I'm not, I'm not an ogre anymore. You know, it was nice. You found your. I suppose that's like for me with the comedy community. It's like comedians are all weirdos, so I feel more comfortable like i feel like i've really got like you know by weirdos you know what i mean like comedians you know strong opinions and often kind of slightly strange socially but like you know good conversations yeah i wouldn't say all comedians (laughs) but um i I think weird is wonderful as well yeah um yeah because i yeah um i think um I love I love the com- comedian community in the sense of yeah. like feeling comfortable because we're all a bit weird exactly we? in our wonderful ways. I think what what okay what you're gonna is... take that back now on you because I've no 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 <laughs> I think I think I just developing it. It's like saying yeah because all comedians are weird. It's like no no it's because all comedians aren't embarrassed about their weirdness. They're all out there with their yeah. weirdness because they're mm-hmm. on stage and that's that's who they are. And they're so I think it. yeah that's why I'm comfortable with comedians because it's like yeah we just we accept our weirdness. And we're putting it all out there and we're not, you know, we're not, well, we're ashamed, but, you know, we we fight through it. (laughs) Um, We share the shame. Yeah. 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 Um, But, you know, comedians and lycra, that could be something you could push for. Yeah. (laughs) Just a lycra night. Why not? Um, I know someone that doesn't like lycra because it gets very sweaty. That and wouldn't be. That, I feel it like wouldn't I, be Emilio. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually no, thinking. A, um, uh, oh, I was thinking. Um, Hauser. Um, Tobias. Yeah, Tobias. That's ah. it. 
Yeah, I just think about his like buttocks chafing stories. Like his, oh, right. His very firm, round buttocks. Buttocks is such a great word. And how they're so, you know, um, plump and juicy that they uh, they chafe. Oh. And so lycra might be problematic. Vaseline. Just Vaseline. pawpaw. Vaseline pawpaw. pawpaw. Back to horny anyway. Yeah. yeah so at what, point, at what point did you start noticing that you wanted to fuck a bunch whilst you were pregnant? I don't know. Well, it was actually difficult because I was away from my partner for four months. Oh. Um, but I had my vibrator. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And <laughs> so my hands. At what point? <laughs> at what point in the pregnancy did you separate from your partner? For four months, uh, like just like physically after separate. Three months after the first three months. Okay, yeah. so you got through the first trimester. Was like, oh, we can be public that it's that I'm actually pregnant, and then you went to New Zealand and he stayed here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, yeah, fuck off. I'm gonna... No, I, I, yeah, I went to New Zealand for family reasons. But uh-huh. um, uh, yeah, it just happened that way. And I, I tried to get him out to New Zealand, but it was difficult. Um, mm, with so, COVID, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, anytime your like, long distance stuff sucks, yeah. But, um, yeah. oh, you know, you know, there's, there's things to watch <laughs> to get... <laughs> So well, the they, haughtiness happened straight out, like at three months, you were you were ready to. I think it's more in the last trimester, actually. Yeah. Okay. I've, yeah. It's once you've got the true common. bump, right? Like it's once you're really showing. That... Which is also weird, you know, because that bump is in the way when you have sex, right? Like, yeah, and you like your whole it. masturbation strategy would have to ch- like you're going around this obstacle as opposed. Yeah, I've got you can't go over it. I was, you've a, got rower. I was a rower. <laughs> <laughs> you were can... made for this challenge. <laughs> yes. Um, and no, that's no problem. Uh, and then, um, I don't, but the bump is kind of like this, like you're not alone, you know There's what I mean? There's also that, right? It's There's like, this thing in between you. <laughs> like yeah. it's, yeah. So, so behind is nice. Um, behind is nice. Yeah. And then me on top of him. That's mm-hmm. nice as well. Behind gonna... you on top of him. Yeah. That's comfortable. But him on top of me, I'm like, hey, you don't squash it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Wanna, you know that would be terrifying baby. i yeah. think for like the anxiety like anxiety would come into that dynamic for both of you if you're not really it's squashing. just like oh that's a bit uncomfortable get off you know yeah. like yeah yeah i'm just quite upfront. you know that's yeah that's good that's yeah. good your partner's german right he's no. half german half irish oh uh, yeah there was mm. a twang he's mostly in... irish i like to think yeah you like to think yeah, I but he's organized. he's organized. He's organized. He's an organized Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Wow, good job, good yeah. job. Um, okay, uh, I'm just thinking sex positions and um, you got to mix it up a little. And even a, a friend said um, pre-pregnancy. So I didn't know I was pregnant, and so I soaked the embryo in alcohol. You know, as you do, <laughs> and um, <laughs> to preserve it. Yes, I got it. <laughs> A little, you know, get going. Um, and, and I was apparently being around other pregnant women is good for, you know, doesn't make sense. It's like the period thing. No, that no, all women yeah. collectively all have their period when they're around each other for a while. They sync yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. And the alpha in the group usually gets their period first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, so then uh, I was at this party and COVID restrictions were a bit lighter then. Uh-huh. It was, yeah. And um, indoors a bit. I don't need. Okay, I don't need to explain it. But um, <laughs> are you like justifying your COVID? Yes, this was a while back, and um, and he he asked me uh, what kind of positions you know if you're trying. Isn't there particular positions that are more angled? <laughs> I don't know. 
towards like, getting the semen hitting the yeah. egg. And I was just like, no, deep, deep, deep. would be a position. I don't know. There's not really a position. <laughs> I, I just don't, don't come on my stomach. Like that's going to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to swallow it. It's not going to work that way. Guys, <laughs> remain. Oh, Lord, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, well, but I, I've heard there are, unlike the, the um, I think, TV shows uh, made famous the idea, like Phoebe and friends, like sitting upright so that the, the sperm flows, you know, um, not sitting upright, oh, but sitting upside down. Up. Put the legs up. Legs up, yeah. Apparently, that is something. Yeah. Um, did I do that? <laughs> Probably just as a joke. Probably by accident. <laughs> Be just like this is what they do in the movies you know but I, did you know when you were ovulating and and oh look at the beginning we did we really were like well, we'll just we'll just try and then i got onto the clue app uh-huh um, that was the first time you used a, a period tracking yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then yeah i don't and then i and then my partner was like you gotta tell me when you're ovulating because i would just go yeah yeah tonight let's have sex <laughs> you'd be like can you just give me a warning? Um, <laughs> he needed to prepare. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> but he was like, you can also tell me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think. So, But he couldn't get access to the app because um, one of my ex-boyfriends was like, can I just like, I'll just. Yes. Yeah. You just, you just put the app on my phone and then I can know when you're. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nah. No. We're not doing this. We're yeah, not. it just seems a little too, like, organized. Yeah, and it was also like, we're not trying to have... Ba- like, I don't want you to know why I'm upset. Like, <laughs> I don't want I just you to want to be- get moody and you're just supposed to guess I've got my period. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. or, or just like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't... Yeah, like it wasn't a it wasn't a very stable, healthy thing anyway. And so it was a bit like, well, we're going to need to, you know organized downloading something at the same time and i just didn't want to do it but did it did your partner do that at all no i didn't know no no. yeah i was like no i'll just tell you it's fine i'll tell you you can communicate yeah (laughs) Uh, we can talk about that i guess (laughs) yeah um okay okay there was something else would, would you like if you were um having sex with a woman would you find it attractive with them being pregnant or oh, would you be like that's just weird no that's bucket list stuff that's what i was hmm. telling my, my my best friend last night i was like dude like i think your value in the threesome market is gonna skyrocket as a pregnant woman because that is a bucket list thing like i would oh, that's wow. interesting i've never i've never fucked someone who's pregnant that's super mm. i'd like get to like touch the belly and mm. <laughs> see like the apparently boobs are bigger. the boobs are yeah. bigger mm-hmm. and the vagina, the texture of the vagina becomes a lot fleshier according to some male softer. anecdotes. Yeah. Softer. Yeah. yeah. Fleshier was the term that Christoph Schmidt used uh, about his girlfriend's <laughs> vagina. It's horrible. It's pretty bad. Uh, he was like a beat, you know, he was like, can you say plumper? Yeah. Plumper. For he lumptuous? said it That's beefed up. <laughs> Beefed up. Beefed up. Oh, no. That's too close to pastrami. And... It's very pastrami-like, yeah, isn't no. it? But I'd be interested to feel that. like because And, it, yeah, I think if I did have a threesome with someone who was pregnant, it would uh, it would be a big part of the experience. Me mm. me kind of, like, playing doctor and, like, feeling all the things. That, like, ooh, yeah, you they are bigger. You could role totally. play a lot. Yeah. Totally. Um, and so... 
you know, luckily my best friend doesn't listen to my podcast, but like, you know, maybe I'm going to squeeze, <laughs> squeeze in some fun before she squeezes out her child. Um, Cause that, yeah, it's so interesting. You got to get a horny fist. She needs to get to the yeah. horny stage. You got to mm. wait till the last trimester, right? Yeah. So I hopefully. guess that'll be in, uh, where are we now? We're in May or oh, no, April. I'm so confused. We're in April and I think she's due at the end of the year. Like, I think it's going to be a Sagittarius baby. Oh, cool. I'm such a white woman, a Sagittarius baby. Are you a Sagittarius lover or? Nah, I'm a Scorpio. You, no, apparently Scorpios and Sagittarius have good sex. Uh, yeah, we have had good sex. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, yes, obviously I'm not. I'm not going to fuck the baby. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend that. No. But like inadvertently fucking the baby while I fuck my friend, maybe. Well, that's what it is, really. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like there's that's a third true. person in the room. That's yeah. odd. It's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. Whenever I've hung out with um, like crazy sort of uh, group sex vibes with um, this friend and her partner, mm. um, it's often been lots of drugs involved and I've often had... Uh, Why do you need the drugs though? No, you don't. Don't. But it just it's happened. T- okay. Just happened like okay. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, often when we were together, um, uh, well, the, drug, the drugs is relevant um, for a sort of a separate point, but like mm. it, it's all tied up. I would often think that there were four of us in the room. Mm. It was just the three of us. Oh. And like, even to the point where I would cut up lines for four of us, and it was just the three of us. And like, we'd be talking and I'd be like, oh yeah, like, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. So in this case, it will actually be true that there will be four of us <laughs> in the space. Um, yeah. But that is what I wanted to get back to, this whole thing of like having sex when you've got another consciousness in your in your body. Like, mm. or are they conscious? And, and how does it, like, what's the, yeah, the psychological process for you when you're having like solo sex or sex with someone else when you know you've got this, this person inside you? Yeah, I think, um, do I want to share this? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very personal question. Um, like, I can say, yeah, I, can, I think, yeah. Look, I noticed that it would move down. Mm. Yeah, if I'm, you know, enjoying myself, it would move closer to the vagina. Ooh. It would move closer to that enjoyment. Wow, that is so interesting. Yeah, and I was like, am I creating... Like an infomaniac? I don't know. Like, are you? <laughs> like, am, I, am I? What? Are, I just. You know, I don't think. So. I mean, loads of people have sex during pregnancy, don't they? So. Yes. It's yes. Not, yes. Yeah, it's not. But I, I found that very interesting. And then my partner was like, it "Must be a boy," you know. Classic. <laughs> classic like, dude comment. I know. And I could be a boy or a girl. Like it doesn't matter. It's genderless right now. Yes. Yeah. Because it's a surprise. We don't know it. What it is. Yeah. Great. Um. I keep joking to people like, I'm going to have a gender reveal party and blow up a forest. <laughs> then nobody got it. And I was like, California, you know, California, the California fires. They started because of a gender reveal party. Gender reveal party. Yeah. They're horrible. Like who would want to do that? I'm sorry if anyone <laughs> likes gender reveal parties, but gender, um, I it's just as bad as, I mean, I hate baby showers too. Gender reveal party. Uh, I actually, I don't know about like, I understand it's what it must Ameri- be. It started with an American woman actually has now apologized for even beginning it. Um, she created it. Um, it's just gone to these extremes. These, far- these people what- die. They're here. Like, what it is is the woman, the partners, the, the couple doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But someone in the family knows from the scan. And they reveal it back to them. They reveal it to them. On, like. In an extravagant way. But so, why would someone else in the family know about the gender of the child? 
gender, talk to the, the sex, well, yeah. they talk to the, the skin. No. They the found. Gyno, whatever. Hold on. So these are like uh, these parties are someone outside of the couple surprising the couple with the information about I the sex so. of the baby. I think so. Unless it's like even the partner that knows more than, or I. It's because one one little you can go down a YouTube hole on this. Yeah, I'm gonna. And <laughs> there's a grant. There's like. They reveal something, but it's not a blue or a pink. And then the mother takes her hat off and she's dyed her hair pink. Just like ridiculous stuff like this. It sounds really trash. The balloons and fireworks and blow up forests and like just, they do mental stuff. Yeah. All for this sort of fun of like revealing, you cut a cake and oh my God, it's blue inside. You know, like what? What? Yeah, it's obsessive and it's... I, ugh. Was this uh, 2020 or earlier than 2020? It's that begun before then. Yeah. yeah. Wow. People it's not need... just the COVID that yeah. people have gone mental. <laughs> I was hoping. We need to create something weird. What is it going to be? Yeah, yeah, or just like make something far more dramatic than it needs. Like why, why, why pin so much importance? On a gender. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it too. Yeah. Why does it have to be so important what freaking gender it is? And it is a common question. Mm. People do ask, is going to be a girl boy? And again, I'm like, people, I don't people, care. People have been asking you that. Yeah. That's interesting. I think, I think for me, the question so, is always... Again, society. Yeah. It's been a common question was in the past. In NZ, was it more of a common question or equally common in, in Berlin? Mm, well, some people phrase it, do you know the gender? Okay. Some people phrase, do you know what it is? Do you know yeah. it's boy or girl? So, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For me, the question is like, are you finding out or are you waiting? Yeah. You know, but um, but yeah. And some people like to know so that they can organize and yeah, like parents. Often parents want to know, like the. I don't want to know. It's not going to wear blue or pink. Yeah, right. It's going to wear whatever color I get secondhand clothing from. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Secondhand and baby. Yeah, yeah. Secondhand Just wear, baby. You'll wear what you're given. <laughs> like, I couldn't adopt, so at least you're going to be wearing secondhand everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't, wouldn't call adoption secondhand. No, but, uh, it sounds yeah, terrible. It is, it is terrible. <laughs> adopted people, I love you. Um, yeah, me too, me too. I've got um, friends who know people. <laughs> edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> Never. It's, it's too offensive. It's got to stay in. Um, Sorry, I'm the one that'll get cancelled. Uh, it's fine. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, so baby uh, gender reveal. Um, yeah, horrible. Even baby showers. I find baby showers very. Um, give me a present. Yeah, know? yeah. Mm. It's kind of like look. I, I don't want to take it away from people that do enjoy those things. But it'd be great if we could. <laughs> well then, yeah. Then have a. I've stopped drinking for one year party. Exactly. You know, why is the emphasis on on this baby thing or, or marriage? You know, mm-hmm. I'm also not really into marriage. So like, mm-hmm. um, how long have you been? Not that it's that important, but how long mm-hmm. have you been with your partner? Like seven years. Oh wow, that's awesome. I'm I'm always so I'm like a seven year person. So like, you're a seven year person. <laughs> I'm a two and a half year person. Everything breaks down after two and a half years for <laughs> yeah. me. Everything. Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Seven years. Well, you said you're a seven-year person because... I think so. You what, know, is, what does that mean for you? Well, not really. I don't... That's not a goal of mine. Um, <laughs> but sometimes in life, you know how some people have cycles. Mm. Yeah. Seven years is often the cycle. Well, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of making that up. I think sometimes I've finished things within seven years. Sometimes it's ten. Um, mm-hmm. And this is not a finish. This. <laughs> <laughs> I love my father. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but it's. I think I always said to myself, if I'm with someone, um, I'd have to be with them for a long time before I'd ever have kids. Yeah. So I had this in my mind that I'd need to, uh, at least live with them for five years, which which we have. You know. That's great. But it wasn't really planned out. It would just it just happened. I think like, I'm more. I take a bit longer. You know, and relation. He's actually my longest relationship ever. Before That's... that, it was like eight months. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So he's a keeper. He's yeah. a keeper. Mm-hmm. You're a keeper for him. And that's <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So all your relationships before him, the longest ones have been like eight months. Wow. Because I was selfish. Yeah. Were you? Because of sport. Ah. Yeah. Sport's okay. a selfish thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Comedy's not a, a selfish thing. Uh, yeah. Can, any career that you obsess, right. obsess on can be, can't it? Yeah. Um. But I would definitely say, like, apart from... So when I quit sport, I was actually more willing to commit to a relationship. But before then, I was really, like... I was really bad at them. I'd These guys would like me, and then I'd be like, oh, this is nice, do my own thing, do my own thing. And then mm-hmm. they'd be gone, because they'd be like, she's <laughs> not giving me anything, you know? And I'd be like... Damn right, no, just give it all to me. Um, yeah, just, I think I was selfish, and then... Oh, it's just not, you weren't, there was no one around that was, like, that you were wanting to give time to more than No, they, were, they were amazing people. But you didn't, they I weren't a priority. Exactly. I, I wasn't emotionally intelligent as well. Oh, you're really hard on yourself. No, I am now, though, I've learned. <laughs> Don't you worry. But you're Compliments really hard come on back you. to myself. Hard on your younger version of yourself. Oh, like, I think... yeah, well, because I just, I wasn't switched off. People don't, it's also how you're taught, right, by your parents. Yes. And I w- wasn't taught how to love. No, hang on. Yeah, how uh, are you going to incriminate your parents <laughs> right now? <laughs> they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even know about this. So. Yeah. Um, um, you learn from your parents. My parents weren't affectionate people. Um, Were not. My mum tossed me the book of The Birds and the Bees. There wasn't a communicative. Mm-hmm. They never really asked, did I have a boyfriend? Um, my mum never asked, talked to me. At one time, she's, where I was in the car, she'd pick me up from my boyfriend's place. And um, she'd, we're at the lights, the traffic lights. And she just said, if you get pregnant, you can have an abortion. I won't tell your father. <laughs> And then it was just like conversation over. Like it was, it was wow. like, okay. How, how old were you? I was at university. So yeah. like, like, for, oh. like first year. I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I feel like there's, um, okay. So we're both Kiwis. Like, yeah. Mm, I, oh, yeah, I always call you Australian. I'm so sorry. No, no, don't. It's fine. Like yeah. I don't care uh, <laughs> at all anymore. I really don't. I think New Zealanders are better. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> sorry guys. <laughs> No, but um, yeah. historically, politically, obviously, New Zealand is a more comfortable uh, country to. It still has work to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But compared to Australia, it's um, no. it's it feels much nicer to align myself with New Zealand than Australia. Um, mm. But uh, my mum, like we, my mum and um, my dad and the generations or before all in New Zealand and we we all moved over to Australia when I was three so Mm. very much within a a New Zealand culture if you will and I feel like um there there was this real hardness and lack of affection Mm. in um in my mum's history and in my dad's history like families and uh and I definitely grew up with a uh, grew up with a lack of affection, um, <laughs> and uh, and it's not something that like I've been deeply traumatized by, but it's um, 
yeah, uh, something that I've had to teach myself and figure out myself how, mm. how to be affectionate with people and how to be sort of, um, I'm st- I still don't consider myself a romantic person. Like I'm, mm. I can be very, like I'm, I feel like a dude a lot of the time mm. with how I deal with like sex or mm-hmm. how, you know, and, and like I can be very direct, that's fine. But in mm-hmm. terms of like, you know, <laughs> sweet softness romanticness i'm like nah man like that's like that's extras that that we don't like i I can't i feel unnecessary yeah i think i'd be about the same i just just had a flashback to um just a one night stand thing where Mm. he took ages to finish and i was just like i'll just get off i was just like (laughs) just Oh my god, I just kind of have time for it. I don't, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, but I was like, look, this is boring. Like, you take to like, and again, that was back then where women didn't know enough about they need to be pleased. Uh, yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um. So it was just boring for me, and I was like, nah, <laughs> just, just roll over. Like, no, I'm done. Um. So I think I was very direct and. Um, you know, alcohol's got a bit of part, part to play with that as well. But um, yeah, alcohol helps a lot in. Uh, yeah, like I've had some very fun one night stand. Like in my thirties, much better. Like slightly less alcohol, more self awareness, and more like. Uh, so we're gonna do this and this and this, and I'm gonna leave at. Uh, I'll leave by twelve p.m. Okay, I've got a meeting at two, but like I am gonna sleep here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no, not like that. No, actually, like this. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. And then like shutting up and. <laughs> But that makes me but sound really good. No, that's mechanical. good though. Like if you knew uh, how to communicate how where you wanted and how you were pleasured, because mm. I think um, again when you're not taught how to communicate about sex, or you know you don't learn that from your parents, or maybe even your friend groups, you don't talk about mm. it enough. Then you don't know to communicate that with your partner as well, and that mm. you know has to take some learning. Um, but some people are really switched on with that. Um, I know a friend actually that's really switched on with just like, no, really like, no, can you do this? And can you do that? And can you do this? And I think I, when I was younger, just didn't think, um, I could do that or something. Mm -hmm, mm Um, I think it's very, it's very frightening because it's, it's making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. And, uh, it's also, it can very easily, um, be understood as criticism. So, like, mm, I grew up with a lack of affection, but definitely a lot of sexual communication education. Oh, so, wow. my parents were very, um, my parents were very open sexually about stuff, and we would talk about the birds and the bees, and um, maybe, maybe to the point of inappropriateness, but nothing like, you know, nothing inappropriate, oh, but great. just very open. Mm. Um, it was a naked house up until um, my brother started hitting puberty. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, actually. Oh, that's why you're so liberated. Yeah. 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 Uh, not very affectionate, but very sexually liberated. <laughs> but I think that, okay, then we can go back to the New Zealand culture with mm. um, when it was PDA. Do you know PDA? Personal uh, public displays of affection. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's kissing anyone else listening to this, if, if you are kissing out in the public, mm-hmm. if you're showing affection mm. in public, Someone would go, oh, PDA, mm-hmm. PDA, or they'd go, get a room. You know, yes. it was so, like, wrong to show affection. Yes. And I had a friend that actually, she did it really well. Like, she could show affection in such a nice way that you didn't go get a room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I traveled around um, Europe in 2006, so I was still at uni. Mm-hmm. And I... um 
on a very low budget, say yeah. biscuits and bread, um, <laughs> and, and got fat. No, and then uh, so I went through Italy, and then people were like just dry humping right there as I went past on the train, and I was like, wow, you know, because it yeah. was. And it was so weird. And even the men there, oh, my God, they're so forward. Yeah. You talk to them for like one minute. Problematically forward. Yes. Mm. And you talk to them for one minute and they'd be like, Chabella, and like, where are you going next? And I would be like, that's creepy. Like, I was talking to a guy on the train and then he goes, you got such beautiful eyes. And I was like, you crossed the line. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. So I actually, weren't used to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just reminded me, um, uh, I was on the phone, like admittedly earphones. This was just uh, two days ago or even last night. Two days ago, I was getting out of the train on uh, at, at S-Bahnhof Neukölln and I was walking out, talking to a friend on the phone and this guy touched me, touched my shoulder. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, like I was talking in German. I was like, what, like, what, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, oh sorry. I'm like... Ugh. Don't, like don't touch me I don't know you and he was like yeah 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 okay but excuse me excuse me and I was like what like I'm on the phone what he was like you have beautiful eyes <laughs> I was like don't touch me <laughs> and walked across the street so was that your answer to the beautiful eyes coming yeah just don't touch me yeah don't even look at me yeah. <laughs> I've clearly been in Germany long enough I was like what are you doing but like in COVID times, COVID times touching yeah. someone. I know. And then like I'm so on sad. the phone. I'm telling him on the phone and he continues to try to what? Like seduce me with a compliment? Wow. That's nice. Got beautiful eyes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Just don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> he must have been looking at you at the S-Bahn. On the S-Bahn. Maybe. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Analyzing your eyes. Analyzing yeah. the eyeballs to the point where look, it was just uh, just this overwhelming compulsion Need to yeah. tell you that. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't finish his day without making sure that I knew that he thought my mm. eyes are beautiful. Thank God, men, men, right? <laughs> keep it, keep it in. Um, no, I think I also was on a bike with some friends. We we're biking to brunch. That's right. At um. The old Bobstrasse one, you know, the Australian one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and no promotion there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name. Um, anyway, this guy just passed, just smiled at me, and he just was like, "How are you, how are you doing?" You know. Yeah. Flirting with me on a bike. I love it. It was amazing. That's yeah, beautiful. and I was just like, "Well, I just made my day." You know. Yeah, yeah really. Like yeah, uh, sometimes it's nice when it's done nicely. I do often... Just don't um, touch me. Just don't touch me. I'm very cynical, though, because usually the guys that are forward and make comments do not... They look... They seem, from my experience, to not be um, born of German parents. Yeah. Mm. Like, maybe they've grown up here, but they, they've got a different culture in the mix. They're not German. Yeah, well, that's what with, with, we've been in Italy. There mm. was just this forwardness and this intensity and like you know the cat calling which mm. i did not appreciate no. and then the chabella they say chabella all the time and i was like literally waiting for a bus and this guy was like chabella and i was just like look i'll smile at you and then i'm gonna ignore you yeah because i don't want to talk to you yeah i'm sorry just not my day yeah <laughs> and then he moved closer and closer and kept on going and i was like can you just give up and that's where it's too much i'm like yeah. you need to you need to pick up on some signals here yeah <laughs> Do you, um, okay, yeah, there's a few things here. So that um, is where I don't like men that keep going. For sure. Um, 
when they don't see the signals and that's where there needs to be education we could go yes. down a tunnel and we could oh talk God, about yes. what happened in england you know yes it's not a woman's pro- we were taught through high school self-defense courses yeah. we always had the conversation how are you going to get home yeah put the keys in your freaking fingers yeah what would happen if i got attacked well, yeah. it's always us being the victim and this comes from a long history of women being controlled yeah um but things need to change it's education of men yes. men need to stop going out men need to keep their dick in their pants yes. men need to recognize that they can't pursue a woman to a point where she's uncomfortable you just, she says no leave it that's it's a it no exactly and oh there's no like there's no like you're gonna convince her otherwise as soon as a woman is saying no thanks she that doesn't she, she she you're not entitled to anything there and that's mm, the big difference entitlement. Yeah. entitlement like the di- big difference that i noticed um after living in germany for you know it's now five years when i go back to australia uh it's amazing i'll have these you know Firstly, Australian men are much more forward than any German man. So, like, you know, a man will come up and be like, hey, how you doing? And whenever I'm in Australia, I don't have time to talk to strangers. I've got (laughs) the friends that I'm seeing for the first time in, like, a year and a half. You know, I don't know when the next time will be. Uh, We've got stuff to talk about. Like, you're you're interrupting my very quality time right now. And so I'll be very, you know, very direct, but, like, not – it doesn't matter if I'm rude, but I'll be very direct and just be like, sorry, I'm talking with my friends. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And then they push and they push and there's this. And then when you're like, dude, no, like, please leave. They're like, fucking bitch. I'm just trying to be, why can't you just be nice? And yeah. it's like, cause you don't deserve a place next to me. You don't yeah. deserve my time, any of my attention. And I'm not going to listen to you. Like, yeah, I just like entitled is the biggest mm. thing. And mm. it's just, that's what needs to change and be taught in schools like you know yeah that's yeah it starts with education and it's such a deep thing um boah but i actually was having a conversation with a german comedian male i won't mention any names (laughs) and it was around the subject of um um, i said my life in berlin i've got a better quality of life here than i would in new zealand Uh which was a shock to that person Mm. And I said, um, I said, what do you mean? I have a friend in New Zealand and, and you know, he, he has a better quality of life there. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, well, like a really German comedian. <laughs> and he said, are you sure? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. 27 years of my life in New Zealand. I'm not sure if... If I mean that, you know what I, oh, I oh it my just, God. and I did a wee comedy bit about it and just like went off on one because it's just like so angry. Why, why do you think you're entitled to tell me? To doubt my experience? Yeah, to doubt that I feel that I have a better quality of life here. And oh, it's incredible. Yeah. And yet not incredible. Like it's totally normal for people and, and specifically men. It's men. It's you men that will doubt our <laughs> Not all men. There's some men that are really cool. <laughs> no, I love my men. Um, like most of my friends are men. <laughs> um, and there's some really great men. Uh, but it's this, there is this, um, it's such a, it's such an early starting point education of like having this sense of entitlement to ask questions like that, to doubt people like that. Mm. To, and it's, it's, I think it's so deep and subconscious. They're not even aware of how outrageous 
their um their sort of <laughs> assumptions or like taking up of space or you know like doubting you or mm. uh, their overconfidence or oh, it's incredible. And it, it sucks because you yeah, women have do struggle with this imposter syndrome thing yes. you know, of like doubting what they've just said or doubting their intelligence and things like that and again this is all stemmed from history you mm. know and we're just trying to climb back and try to be equal um, and that's why people get confused with the word feminist and like yeah. men can be feminist too. It's just Absolutely. about equality. It's not it's about, just about equality. It's not women beating men and no. we're not up for that. It's about no. freaking being equal and it's, we're a long way from that. It's yeah. about equal rights. Mm. Yeah. And that's, and then you could go down the path of, of everyone being equal, you know, and that's yeah. not happening in the world. And, no. um, yeah, I think I just figured out, like I'm just reading this book from Brene Brown. Ah, yeah. She's great. Yeah, My mum bought me for my 33rd birthday, 34th birthday, the gift of imperfection. I was like, thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs> you created me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she goes into like working out your values. And I think one of my core values is fairness. Yeah, I think me I've too. always had a problem when things aren't fair. Yeah. Um, and that goes down to racism, inequality. Cut that Mars bar in half yeah. with equal portions. That's right. It's not fair. It's not if fair. You get more. Exactly. <laughs> what makes you think that yeah. you can get more and just assume that? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, with imposter syndrome, uh, I am like I have op- I've played in male dominated uh, industries. I think most women do because most gastronomy industries is and gastronomy is a comedy. massive mm. and mm-hmm. comedy. And, um, and I sort of made my way in the gastronomy world. And like, you know, if you want to become a barista or a bartender, you really mm. have to fight your way behind the bar mm-hmm. and, pr- and somehow get the opportunity to show that you can do it. And then like, mm. once you're doing it, okay, you're in, but it's like, you got to be faking it until you're there. And there's no easy way. It sounds ridiculous. It's just making cocktails mm-hmm. and making coffee. But they're, they're a real, like, uh, when I was coming up, even though I didn't go anywhere, um, when I was coming up and through and learning those things, it was really hard to do that. And, um, and there's this real, um, like macho culture of like, you know, roasting the person, like roasting each other and the bravado of like, you know, like I'm so good. And so I, I've, I definitely took all that on and then being around, like then in comedy, you know, yeah, like sort of applying the same culture of like it's all it's all the dudes and like mm. you know oh yeah like a you know that was a good set and like being honest about it and then finding out that people say that you know saying that I'm overly confident or mm. um you know it's like dude like I'm a I'm a, like a tragic like first year comedian like I, like the confidence is all fake like like I'm trying mm. to you know but um but this this uh common uh, labeling of women who are trying to fight for their position in a space as being bossy or as being overconfident, overconfident. and more manly. Yeah. More manly. Yeah. yeah manly Anna was actually my nickname at one of the bars where I first learned how to do cocktails. Wow. Manly but that's the Anna. sad thing about inequality with men and women is that, you know, it's the same if you look at politicians, you mm. know, the the woman that lead. So back in New Zealand, we had Helen Clark, mother of the nation. Um, <laughs> yes. And, you know, and she was more manly. Or Jenny Shipley, she was also more manly. Mm. And men seem to be able to accept women in that position easier because they're more acting out in a more manly way. Yeah. And that's why Jacinta Ardern comes across as a refreshing thing because mm. she's 
caring and she acts like a woman. Yeah. She doesn't play the man thing. Yeah. And it's, it's also that you look back on like lesbians back in the day. Yeah. I just watched this Top Twins. Don't know if you know the Top Twins. They were huge political movers for LGBTQIA. Oh. A like freedom and um, Where? they were singers in, in, in New Zealand. In New Zealand, top um, Yeah, I used to watch them when I was uh, in Timaru um, to see my grandparents, and they'd be up on the stage in the sound shell. And uh, they're just like they're two sisters and both lesbians. And um, but they they were more manly looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was back in the day. That was something that was like, yeah, you, you if you're buff, then you're a lesbian. When I moved to Berlin, actually, mm. like eight nine years ago i it's natural that i swear and is it a new zealand thing i don't know i think aussies and kiwis tend to swear we swear a bit more we and swear. it's not out of root it's just part of the vocab it's part of the vo- <laughs> and like yeah compared to um u.s citizens or even the british i think we swear scots yeah. are different but i think we do swear more often than yeah, yeah. we're in between the scots yeah. and the Irish. Yeah. 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 We're around there, but we swear yeah. and it's natural. Yeah. And um, a friend I was living with was, was like, you should stop swearing in Germany or people think you're a lesbian. I was like, what? Where was she from? Dresden. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Where is wow. It's like saying I had a nose stud since I was probably like 17. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in this rowing community. That's also why I didn't like it. It was quite conservative. Yeah. And uh, this guy said to me, he was from Invercargill, way down oh, south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The southern, and, southern, southern point. Mm, and... Uh, he said to me, you've got a nice stud. That either means you're a lesbian or you're alternative. But I think you're alternative. And I was like, oh my... I was wearing jeans and a top. Like, I was not alternative. <laughs> but I had a nose stud and that was judged to be two things, you know. Wow. And that's where it's just like... Like, so Jesus. square. And it's just... Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, shaved my head when I was 23. Oh, cool. <laughs> I always wanted to, like, I had really short hair in my first year of high school, and it looked like, looking back, that is the ugliest I've ever been. But, With uh, the shaved head? No, no, oh. when I had short hair. In, it was also when I was right at the start of adolescence. So, like, you know how your face just starts to morph into this weird, like, mutant thing as you're, as you're going through adolescence? Like, all the hormones make you, like, puffy and weird, and all your features are somehow, like, disproportionate. Yeah, I added short hair uh, to that. <laughs> I can't imagine that. It, it's shocking. I had braces also oh, during this. Right, yeah. yeah. I was the. It's amazing that I got my first. Like I had my first boyfriend when I was fourteen. But it was after all of that. I did have braces then, but the short hair needed to grow out. Anyway, I always wanted to shave my head. That was in my bucket list of things to do. And so um, I eventually got drunk one night. I had a date with like a saxophone player from a band that played at the cocktail bar that I worked at. Mm-hmm. And um, and it wasn't going well. I was like, this guy is just a, like, I'm not, I don't want to have sex. So I ended up drinking like a bottle of wine with him and knocking back two pints and then calling my best friend in the toilet and being like, come save me. And so <laughs> she came and then uh, hatched the plan. Yeah, let's shave my head tonight. And so we went back with this um with the saxophonist and my best friend and the two of them shaved my head wow and i was super drunk and woke up the next morning i was like whoa that happened <laughs> and it's a good story though uh, yeah well i was working at an insurance company at a very like corporate um in a corporate space 
<laughs> okay, that puts a little, yeah. little twist on it there. Little what did they? Twi- yeah. What did they say? Because oh. uh, I was working at the, the cocktail bar on the weekends, and they just got this full time job, so that my mum wouldn't think that I would die in a gutter someday. And so you know, just having, for mum. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, and. I was working at this insurance company where both my brother and my mother worked. And so I walked. Keep it in the family. (laughs) Right. I walked into the office that morning and like people like stood up from their desks. It's like a skit. Oh my gosh. In shock. They were like, and my mum was one of them like, oh my God. And my brother was like, oh, Anna. It was, it was, um, it was around that. When did Britney shave her head? 2000 and when was that? Britney Spears, we're talking about. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Britney back then. Um, oh, no. uh, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Look, know. I, I think it was I, early 2000s, right? Late 90s, it would have been. Yeah. yeah. So this was, I shaved my head in like 2007. All right. 2006. So you copied it. That's exactly. Okay. I was, but it really was like a, a call for help. <laughs> I was, was it? No, like oh. it was something that I always wanted to do, but it looked like what it was oh. happening in my life at the time. Like I was very unstable. Like I was working this, this, you know, full-time job and then working at this cocktail bar and getting like pretty messy a good three nights a week mm. with alcohol or drugs well, and like a cocktail bar. sleeping mm. with everybody. Okay. To the point where my nickname became not just Manly Anna, but also Pong. Pong, not from a smell sense, but be- like ping pong. Like I was having oh. sex between these like two ba- different bartenders. Australians are so kind, aren't they? <laughs> so kind. New Zealanders often like to distance themselves from Aussies. I'm sure everyone's yes. heard about that. Um, That's what I do by calling mm. myself a Kiwi. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was interested about uh, sexual, like sexual liberation, and so like the affection thing, like public displays mm. of affection, not so cool, uh, or not like, or like publicly, audibly, uh, what is it like, vocally discouraged in mm. in New Zealand, um, in Australia a little bit also, I, I would say, but there I did discover a very um, sexually liberated community in Melbourne when I was married mm. there. You were married? Yeah, I'm divorced. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you can't marry Prince Harry. <laughs> um, no, you already did it. Um, sorry. Okay, so you were married. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Who's your partner? Uh, his name is Mauro. <laughs> Beautiful name. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a very passionate, um, uh, very intense love relationship. But we did get married because we decided that we wanted to stay in Australia and he had visa issues. So mm-hmm. it was for a visa, but, um, but it was also because we were very much in love and, uh, yeah. And it wasn't a healthy relationship and, uh, I got out of it and, uh, sort of within six months, not sort of within six months of me leaving him, I moved to Berlin. So it was mm. like, I really needed to oh, wow. get away. Um, but uh, but we stayed married for his visa for sure, mainly because I organized the whole fucking thing and paid for it. Wow. <laughs> uh, so we only got divorced in 2019. Wow. And uh, I hope no immigration officials from Australia hear that. But um, <laughs> but I wanted to I wanted him to have the visa. And uh, but when we were together, um, 
yeah, uh, it was there was there were some really really great things about the relationship. It didn't work out. There were massive communication issues, but it was an open relationship, and we sexually experimented together. It was never going off and not that I judge that, but it wasn't going off and having sex with other people separately. It was always having sex together mm. and uh, with other people. And um, we discovered a really really healthy swingers scene, like mm. one of and found out that it's like one of the healthiest like the healthiest in Australia and mm. in that region, um, quite well regarded. Um, have you, is there, do you know anything about do New Zealand? Do I know Zealand? swingers scenes in New Zealand? No, I don't. No. Uh, I guess in Wellington, um, and Auckland would definitely, but I grew yeah. up in Dunedin. Duds. Doubt. I doubt there'd be, <laughs> doubt there'd be a swingers. Just students hooking up with everyone. Um, right. What about but, in like Tauranga, like the old old folks or, or oh, Hamilton? Oh, oh, I wonder if Hamilton. The, yeah. The capital of Chlamydia. Is that the capital of Chlamydia? <laughs> That's what it used to have a name for. No shit. Yeah. It's like Sweden, apparently. No, Norway. Norway, apparently, everyone in Norway has Chlamydia. What? Yeah. It's like the, is it Sweden or Norway? I think it's Norway. Yeah. Everyone just has Chlamydia. Like, like they, yeah. And they're kind of, it's like the, the, the known fact amongst Norwegians. What are they doing wrong with the STD testing? What they're are they... just like they get tested and then they don't treat it. I guess <laughs> the problem with treating chlamydia is that you have to take the antibiotic and then not have sex for seven days. Oh wow, that's the tough thing. Oh wow, so because if you're a dirty little slut, it's like well, <laughs> I don't know that fact. But if you're gonna go back to like okay, so you said sexually liberated, but um, you know, with your parents growing up, um, but talking about New Zealanders and Australia's. Um, and also, you know, the little snippet that I listened to your podcast, I do think Kiwis and Aussies do get known to be more open to have sex. Right. Easier. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from my mum. So she came out to New Zealand back in, I don't know, probably in the 80s, early 80s. From? Or 70s. From, she's Swiss. My mum's uh-huh. Swiss. Swiss German. She never spoke to me in Swiss. That's why I'm actually here. Because I uh, <laughs> wanted to learn German. That went well. Um <laughs> But I can communicate with my family that live over this way, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, but, yeah, so she said that she was always quite taken back um, with the fact that, you know, people um, – so she was dating my dad, of course, but, like, um, other people would fall into bed very easily, you know. But if, if she – they obviously dated and it wasn't – I don't know. I don't, actually don't know how they began. Um, (laughs) they met in in Lugano and my dad looked like a white Jimi Hendrix so she said Um, wow that is a beautiful description your dad looks like a white Jimi Hendrix well like he's not Maori but he he had a big afro yeah he had lots of hair and um, you said white right yeah I did say white yeah yeah. Um, Pakeha Hendrix (laughs) yeah he's a Pakeha Hendrix that's it Um, and mum was just like who's that and uh, yeah so I don't know, but there, I've also heard stories from other people, other older generation that, you know, dating a Kiwi woman was like, you know, you go to bed that night. Or whereas a Canadian or someone from Europe weren't necessarily into that. Or they found that quite like, why would, no, I'm going home to my home tonight, you know. Uh-huh. Whereas Kiwis would more like go to sex a lot yeah. quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Go with the flow. Like, why not? Why wouldn't we bang? Well, and I don't, I don't know. Like I, 
And I think Australians really have this reputation. Like around the world, you know, Australians go traveling, Kiwis mm. go traveling. Mm. I think it's that thing because you're so far removed from the rest of the world when you're going traveling, you're going to make the most of it because you might not ever get back there again. So why not shag whoever you're having fun with right now? I, I actually do think it's directly related to the drinking culture. I think it's directly related to the drinking culture and mm. also the kind of YOLO um, traveling culture of Australians and Kiwis. And the more like maybe chilled attitude Chilled, laid back yeah yeah and the relative directness as well it's like drinking like culture aussies are direct kiwis are not direct Kiwi, yeah kiwis mm. are not direct you're right they we'll like to around people's dance around we would yeah so true yeah um yeah like yeah um yeah like ian and bella was like no i was saying that no dragos was saying well dragos was saying that australians have a <laughs> all reputation. my podcast people i'm just gonna <laughs> they all think that aussies are sluts all right it's a, it's a really? yeah well, no, they, they don't use that term. I'm using that term yeah. and I don't use it in a negative way. It's like, we, like we're like we known for having sex in hostels or, you know, on the first like first mm. meeting, you know. Um, there is a reputation, you know, they're loud and they're like pretty free, like free loving. When was your first one night stand? My first one night stand. Uh, well, I guess like in high school, you wouldn't consider them one night stands, even though they were sexual adventures without penetrate, like without mm. penis penetration. Like mm. there were lots of people that I would just hook up with at parties. Mm. Like lots of people. It's <laughs> um, well, good. I think yeah. that's really healthy to experiment. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wish I'd experimented more. I think I had, I, I was, had, I was ostracized for it. I went a bit too, too get, hard for that. As you would be. And that's you the know. issue because yeah. yeah. And I don't know what it's like here in Germany, but you know how they're so comfortable about being naked, you know? And I think so that's so nice. That's nice. Yeah. We, we, we don't have that. If you're naked, it's no. illegal. Um, yeah. It's called um, streaking. Indecent exposure. Or... Streaking. Um, yeah. And it happens at a rugby game now and then. Yeah. Or like <laughs> you you go skinny dipping. You go at yes. midnight when nobody sees you and you run into the beach water. Yes. Like ugh, it's just so conservative. It is so conservative. And I think uh, it doesn't help with any kind of, you know, body image culture or yes. with all of the eating disorders and whatever. Yeah. Um, it doesn't help. I think I had to relearn like I grew up in a naked household was fine with being like, you know, naked. And then obviously with high school and everything, it was like, you know, your body, your body shamed a lot for just, you know, being a, a developing female mm-hmm. or needing to conform to some level of um, some beauty standard. Mm-hmm. But then I, I was always relatively like, okay with my body, but then getting into the swingers scene, it was like, all right, so now I'm going to get naked and be in front of 50 strangers that I don't know. Wow. That's interesting. Um, and, uh, oh yeah. Or just like, you know, getting naked with, you know, four other people and Mm -hmm. just, yeah. But I've not enjoyed the naked culture of Germany yet. Like I, I have been to FKK, which Mm. is, um, for non-German speakers, it's a basic free body culture. Um, I've been to like FKK beaches and stuff, but I haven't really, uh, been naked there. So you haven't quite got to the comfortable stage. I haven't been with anybody that I could do it with, actually. You live by yourself. What do you mean? uh, I haven't gone by myself. Okay. Why is that? Because I have friends. (laughs) And they don't want to do it? Yeah. Maybe you're just not around the right people to do it. But I mean, I think like I still hold this conservative, like the thing that I was taught. And my partner will get naked willy nilly. Like he'll... Um, willy nilly yeah um, <laughs> we were at the Aussie and it was very funny because he just walked out 
into the sea. But the sea didn't get deeper. Just this, just this naked man walking out to the horizon. And then he just had to like squat down. It was hilarious. Um, and I just, like that would just be like, I'd be like traumatized. I'd just be like, oh my God. Okay, it's not getting deeper. I'm I thought it would get deeper quicker. I'm yeah, exposed. I'm exposed. <laughs> and I'm still learning that. And he would always be like, let's go to the sauna together. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, but can we go to the one at Murgulsea with all the old people? Because I don't want to <laughs> bump into anyone I know. And so I'm still a little bit, and I'm learning though. Being yeah. here, I've learned, and I really like it how people can be so natural at getting naked. I think it's beautiful. I think it's so great. I my first um, for me, it takes confidence. I'm not ashamed of my body. It's just because, yeah, it just takes me a bit more. It's yeah. a big, it's a big block. Like uh, you were told to cover yourself all your life, and yeah. that even you know it's illegal. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it's uh, being naked in public and exposing all of your body to people who you don't know. Like that's a, a different level. It's like me getting naked in front of people who I might have sex with. Mm. That's different. There's a there's a purpose behind my uh, exposure. Whereas being naked in public, um, because you can, it's like, well, I'm just letting everyone see this for free. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what what am I? Do I? Yeah, I'm okay with it. But what like? And my first, uh, my first time really seeing it, I'd been at um, uh, Club Divisionnaire uh, till like stupid o'clock in the, on like a Sunday. It was like 7 a.m. leaving there and I was with this who became my boyfriend. We were together and we went and we went into Trip Tower Park and um, we found this area where there were all these old people. Mm-hmm. Uh, slowly getting undressed. Like every time we like looked up from kind of like talking and, and smoking a joint, we looked up, they were like at different stages of undress. Wow. And then within like by 8 a.m., 8 a. there was like a naked couple sitting on these little fold-out chairs with a little fold-out table playing chess and drinking tea from a thermos. Completely naked. Trap tower. Trap tower. Okay. Trap tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? We're in inner city Berlin. <laughs> and then there was like another dude, like penis out, just like sunbaking. It was like, you found this? your swingers people in the park. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're open for business. <laughs> um, yeah. And that really, that was like having these old people naked next to us. Mm. Really. Um, yeah. That was my first real exposure to it. And oh, uh, wow. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. nice, uh, and I wish I could um, feel more. But I'm the opposite to you in a sense of um, I, I don't. I it, maybe it's also tied into like, if my body's naked, it's for the person I love like, to see it, and yeah. that's t- that's very private, you know. Yeah. And that's w- what I need to break through in. It's like yeah. my body's. It's just everyone has bits, and everyone exactly. has these things, and it's not a sacred thing you know and i don't mind if people think like because i understand it i don't mind if people think it that way though as well well it's conservative but like breaking it down it's like it makes your body almost more of a uh, object it's more Mm. you're you're objectifying yourself more by suggesting that um yeah like any any viewing of your of certain parts is only for this one person who has um who has this special privilege yeah and like that person had like it's very 
well, it's there's kind of monogamous, um, possessive, mm. uh, yeah, like in a way, yeah, by not being freely exposing your body, it's like that whole thing of like um, distribution of wealth. It's like mm. if everyone has wealth, then like you know, uh, <laughs> I'm relating being naked to communism basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like if everyone has um, access to that, you're you're decentralizing the power. Mm. So it's like, mm. and then, which means you have more power yourself. Yeah. So I never thought of that before. Wow. Great. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take right there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, blockchain, you know, uh, <laughs> 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 cryptocurrencies. Um, yeah. How but- to relate sex to <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Um, but I do want to, like the last time I went to a, an FKK beach was with, um, my best friend, like one of my best friends who's, um, who's, uh, like Syrian male. And it was like, I don't really want to see your stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's really, the thing you know, I'm with friends. That's why I said I would yeah. go to a sauna, but I want someone who knows me. To, yeah. And, and that's weird. Cause like you should be more, com- more comfortable. Like you said, you were more comfortable to show your body to someone you might be having sex with. Yeah. Cause you like, you, you're already going to share that. And so with your friends, like you know, some and some people do that. Some people go to the sauna, the the um, hammam together with their friends and be yeah. naked because it's more comfortable because they know each other. Um, but I think I'm opposite. I'm more yeah. like I don't mind if those old people see me naked at Mughalzi, but I don't want to go to Vibali where I possibly might run into someone run into I a know. Friend. Yeah, I think it's a bit I think sad, isn't it? It is a bit sad, but I think it, it's more of a comment on our friendships and our insecurities around intentions in our friendships. So, it, like for example, with my Syrian best friend, it would there would for me there would need to be a conversation of like, uh, there's nothing sexual here. <laughs> Let's get naked to destigmatize this. This is all of ourselves. And like, are we ready to step into this? Like, it would need to be quite a formalized, a formalized uh, experiment to you know level out and remove that kind of stigma or those you know um, sexual tension insecurities. Like, we with, don't have sexual tensions with all friends. I don't have sexual tension with him, but like, for example, like. But, with male friends, often there is this thing of like, okay, just because we're really wasted together and we don't have anyone to fuck tonight doesn't mean we're going to fuck. Mm. And like, I've had those conversations with male friends to be very direct, but it's like, if we're going to get naked, like, I think I'd be like, so we're getting naked together. This, this doesn't just means, mean anything. Mm-hmm. And it would just, there would need to be that conversation there because okay. it's not a part of our, it's Dep- not a part of our depends foundational what, culture. Yeah. You know, like a Syrian. How your like friendships Kiwi. are and every friendship's different, right? So yeah. it depends how, um, Yeah. I guess I had a friend though that I went to a nudist beach and uh, and I was like let's let's get and, and we had had sex in the past oh wow and we were just we're just friends now mm-hmm. but I was like let's get na- naked and he was like no that would be weird and I was like <laughs> I was like but you've already seen my body yeah and mm. I was like I've seen your body and, and he was like no 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 that's weird and I was so like so for him it was a maybe a feeling of like what if so it leads to something else yeah okay yeah, and I was like, okay, boring. Yeah, but I've got beautiful eyes. Yeah, my eyes. Are so <laughs> Don't touch me. I just love it. <laughs> it reminds me of like actually going to, you know, we're talking about forwardness and, and Kiwis and Aussies. You said Aussies are, but Kiwis are not, not forward men. Like they would, if a guy came onto you, they were probably drunk at a bar. Yeah. You know? And what's your name? You know, and like <laughs> that's the one time. And so. 
what was I going to say? Um, okay, so my friend was in the university library and she had a boyfriend. And then this guy came up to her and said, um, oh, hey, I've noticed you around. I just wonder if you want to go for a coffee. Like, awesome. Yeah, like nice, that he nice. could come forward, not drunk, and say, hey, you seem cool. Do you want to go for a coffee? Yeah, that's lovely. She didn't know what to do. She just blurted out and she just went, I've got a boyfriend! <laughs> you know? Because it was so, you know, she, we've, we just didn't, we weren't used to those kind of forwardness comments. I mean, it could have just been like, do you want to have a coffee to chat and hang? Yeah. With some friends, you know? Yeah. But it was just this, That's like, super cute. Thinking, oh no, yeah. Okay, so we, I could ask you about foursomes. Oh, yeah. Was that the biggest number you've done? No. Or swingers? Okay, what's the biggest number you've... How many people in an orgy has worked and how does it how does it you know you just swap part or you yeah i find that hard to i haven't had an orgy so how how do you all get it does someone feel left out is someone in a corner going touch me don't touch me (laughs) the opposite the opposite of me um okay so in terms of orgies um the orgies that i went to i went to two very nicely organized orgies Mm. and then there were um more uh impromptu there was a more impromptu Mm. one and then there was kind of like group sex you know four people Mm. or five people um uh so the the organized orgies were um no more than i think it was like 45 people 45 people (laughs) what kind of beard is that what kind of bed so um the setup was uh a really nice house that had a basement um but the basement was are you in austria (laughs) i'm sorry it's too easy okay but the basement was um wasn't like a basement but it was like the the underground level the basement but it was a really nicely like it was a really nicely furnished home so basically you would you arrive at the at the, in the bunkers at, at the <laughs> house yeah <laughs> uh but instead of like food supplies it's condoms lubes and tissue uh-huh. uh lube and tissues um so you you arrive and you um like put your phones away and everything into a safe and then you have an hour to eat hors d'oeuvres and like bring whatever alcoholic drinks you wanted there's a no drugs policy oh. um and it's very sophisticated it was very sophisticated because uh, there were lots of other like orgy parties sex parties that were just like people fucking on mattresses and in, in, uh, like this big dance party or mm. you know it was like I don't want to do that like I want to have a proper sexual experience like a 70s yeah. key party I've always dreamed of that a key party a key party mm. yeah right you in the bowl grab the keys yes. out whoever it is but then that's not it's having been, sex at it's the not party a group. No, yeah, that's sorry. you leaving with the person but I totally like <laughs> yeah. me too I want to be wearing like a 70s dress it's going to be like ice storm uh, <laughs> <laughs> the movie exactly yeah. Sigourney Weaver yeah Sigourney <laughs> bring it back okay um so uh at it would be like an hour so you would arrive mm. uh around nine and then um you'd have like two hours at 11 o'clock mm. ding 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 a bell would ring by the, the hosts who were walking mm-hmm. around with hors d'oeuvres and whatever uh and that would be when you would either um get undressed mm-hmm. or leave oh wow yeah and so, and at that it's like point, a Rubik's cube party, <laughs> ding, 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 swap clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then um, that was when then uh, downstairs would be all prepared, and you could go downstairs. So downstairs was for sex. Upstairs was for mingling and 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 you know mingling having a drink. naked though. Yes. Yeah. You could be in your lingerie or naked. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And um, 
I would be opting for the lingerie. <laughs> I, yeah, well, it's sort of like you, yeah, you kind of start with the lingerie unless you're like really ready to go. But it's like in that first two hours, it's it's the time to case out who you're interested in having mm. sex with. And uh, a lot of the people that I would, that, that we, we met. So mm. the first one I went to with my um, husband at the time. Mm. And then the second one I went to single alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and... Yeah, in those two hours, we met a lot of like very academic people, mm. like academics, mm-hmm. and uh, or people who you know were like authors and um, mm-hmm. yeah, very kind of like entrepreneurial, uh, educated, uh, p- apparently like monetarily successful uh, people. How much was the ticket? Not that expensive. Okay. Um, as a couple, it was like uh, as a couple, it was like a hundred and I forget. Like I think it was like one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, this was six years ago okay. um and then as a single woman it was like 30 <laughs> all right well that's better yeah okay because everyone wants more single women at those parties all right somehow um and so uh so then you you know you make your way downstairs and downstairs is like lots of couches and it had a very kind of like um i don't know like roman it felt very it felt sophisticated it was nicely mm. decorated lots of beds couches grapes and grapes uh, <laughs> a swing for those who oh, wanted to swing. try on the swing wow. i never got on the swing like i jumped know. on it but i didn't that fuck on be, it oh that would be cool and there was another toilet down there mm. and like a few a few different it was like three rooms that were connected or connected and mm. um tissues and lube and condoms everywhere um there was a no anal policy Oh, why is that? Uh, maybe the mess. <laughs> yeah, but like, what about LGBT? Yeah, no, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. just straight. It was, it was a straight party. Relative. All the women would fuck each other, right? Okay. And like, I think the guys would, uh, you know, do oral, but there was no, it was a, like a no anal policy. It's kind of funny, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. But um, maybe, maybe it was just that party. They did also have where single males... And couples would go. Okay. Whereas this was, we went to the one where it was, I think mainly because my ex-husband was intimidated. We went to the ones where it was couples and single females. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was more women than men. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and then it just goes on for hours. And I think wow. it, the party went until. And you swapped around. And you just... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you go like, oh, that was fun. Goodbye. And, and um, you'd usually like, you know, maybe like you would play with someone and mm. then like you'd, you know, call your partner over or mm. someone would be watching and you'd be like, hey, like I'm over here. Mm. Suck on my foot. No, I'm joking. But like maybe mm. like, I don't know what, like what were you staring at? Let's um, get you involved. And so you'd, mm. but there, oh, then there would be people that you don't feel comfortable with and you'd yeah. be like, like you'd have to communicate to them that you weren't interested. Okay. Um, was there any, you know, men that kept asking? No, it was. Okay. And the, the organizers um, who were the owners of the house mm. would be hanging around and there was a very strict sort of behavior policy. Oh, it's right. like, if you Safe feel space. uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so like the most, it was usually like in the first one, it was usually like my husband uh, at the time and with like another woman or, um, another woman like maybe like four at a time mm. max or like me with a guy and then with my husband at the time and then when i went when i was single there was like quite an interesting it was quite a, it was a bit more frenzied it was quite crazy mm. and there was um it was like a bed and it was like four of us on the bed and then there were people sort of standing around also kind of getting a bit involved and um us kind of switching between the people on the bed. pretty much like ping pong 
Yeah, Sorry. pretty much. <laughs> exactly. King of the court, ping pong. No. The ball was never falling off the table. It was uh... round and round. Yeah. No, that's that sounds very interesting. And was there music playing? Yeah, there was there was background music okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sounds would be. Yeah, and I think there was even a TV screen in the in the basement with porn on oh, as right. well. Right. Nice. Yeah. 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 And uh, and you know people could just sit and watch. Mm. You know, like when you weren't having sex, you could just like hang back and like masturbate. <laughs> what? Wow, that's is that a creepy thing? Did you like, or is it just normal? Um, it? I think if it's the, f- the first time you're exposed to that, it's like the first time you go to Berghain and you see someone just like masturbating in the corner, you're a bit like, mm. Ugh, I'm fully clothed, and that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. But when you're in an orgy setting, it's like, well, yeah, like um, there's sex all around. Yeah, mm. and it's kind of like. Um, and if they make you feel uncomfortable, then, you know, I think at one point at one of, one of these, I was a bit like, Oh, I don't like that guy. Can we get away from him? Can we go to Mm -hmm. another room Mm -hmm. or another part of this area? And, Mm -hmm. uh, and we did that. Um, yeah. So, you know, you know, when it's creepy or when it's not. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you know, I remember when I was there one by myself, there was a guy that I was like, Oh my God, this guy is so hot. And I was like upstairs, like trying, like trying to get it to the point where it was like let's fuck but i just i couldn't like also i noticed at that party that there were more people that i think were on drugs even though there was a no drugs policy and i didn't like that and i was like trying to sort of mm, he just seemed like he was somewhere else oh didn't seem that present and i was like you're super hot like you want to I was like, but I didn't, you know, still like in your lingerie or like half naked and you're mm. talking to these people and the intention is to have sex. Mm. I was still kind of shy to be like, do you want to go downstairs? Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause he had like some friends around him and it was, it wasn't that second one. It didn't feel so purely, um, couples and single people. It felt like there were a lot of people that were kind of single that had just come with friends that they, mm. and they weren't actually legit couples. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit. Which is fine, but yeah, different kind of power dynamics and, and kind of uh, like friends of friends seem to be there. Whereas the first time I went, it seemed very much like couple, 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 mm. couple, single female. And so people were interacting a lot more. It felt like a, more of a trust-based um, environment. Whereas, mm. yeah, and it's all sort of like single people that have come together. And they found out about this thing and they're kind of like... I don't know. It felt more like a like a sex party, like a Berlin style sex party. Looking back on it mm. now, as opposed to this like couples wanting to experiment with other couples. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. And do you still go to or is like a swingers scene around in Berlin? Did you? I looked into it a little bit. Obviously not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> not at the moment. Um, there are obviously like uh, sex clubs. Yeah. Um, that are uh, that are not just like techno parties where people fuck like mm. there are places where you you know you do go for the sex and it's not for as well as also for the dj and the drugs um but are you saying then as kit kat club something more generic that you yeah. look for like yep. more underground stuff yeah well that's that's more like uh yeah kit kat is not for me a a sex club that i would go to it's mm. like yeah having sex on couches and like there's no there's no facility it's not made for that mm. it's a space where that's accepted and mm. even encouraged but it's mm. not 
actually a very clean or um, comfortable space for it. And you've got lots of people there with different intentions. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not actually, and it's a bit like that FKK thing, like uh, not wanting to be naked for people that I don't know. It's like, I don't really want to be having sex in front of people that are not there to also have sex. Yeah. There's a mix, isn't there? And then that's a bit weird. Yeah. Mm. It's just like, I'm not your, that uh, doesn't feel like a fair a fair kind of it's not a transaction yeah a fair mm. environment it's like okay you're gonna watch me i don't like who like i don't know you mm. i don't know what your intentions are there's a lack of safety in those environments for mm. me whereas um there are sex parties and there are sort of uh communities here but because i haven't been in a relationship with someone who is interested in those things like like i would be if you know mm. if we both have an interest in exploring them i haven't had that partnership so i haven't explored them much but i have had threesomes and i like quite a few Mm. different um not that many but like there's the app field where i uh met up with a couple and then there was field field that's a good name it's a great name f double e l d f double what double e Oh. LD like field like uh, the like incorrect uh, past tense but also field but even on a field Playing yeah, field, get, yeah. A, get a you could get a lot of people on the field yeah just imagery imagery, imagery. Right it's a great name for an app <laughs> but it is it's all sort of people that are in uh poly open stuff and uh yeah if you want to if you want to have a threesome or a foursome whatever it's the perfect mm. app um yeah but i sort of stopped wanting to be the third wheel after a few experiences where i was like ugh I don't want to be told to leave. <laughs> like I'll make my way out, man. But like I, I got, I didn't, I stopped enjoying being that third party. Okay. Are, are you an outdoor sex lover? <laughs> uh, not necessarily. No, no. Oh, right. No. Why? Well, that's an interesting question. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where did, how did you get to that? I was just thinking about it. Like some people are really into outdoor sex. Are it's, they? It, yeah. I think mean, I think it's fun because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's exhilarating. Are you into outdoor sex? Yeah, but like, <laughs> so is my partner. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, it's more like, um, yeah. Some people find that quite exhilarating now yeah. and then, and I definitely. If you think of fantasizing, um, it's more like you know in particular different space not at home yeah yeah so like give me some locations then (laughs) (laughs) well usually nature is a a great one nature like yeah specifically oh well we're in a particular area and there was nature (laughs) (laughs) you're climbing up here on the bank of the Spreewald um oh yeah yeah but like i mean (laughs) it's i think that's it is nice because you're outdoors. Because um, <laughs> you're outdoors. You know, you're getting some fresh air. You're seeing some of nature. You <laughs> know, you're skeeter bite on your JJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, um, I don't know. It's about nature. I think even when I my first ever boyfriend, you know, we'd go to the beach and yeah. play. It was probably because we couldn't go to each other's houses. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I was first fingered in a park. Uh, I was, I'd always, you know, sex on the beach. Yeah, it's right. Just like. Oh, I've got to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I did it and I was like, that was too much sand up my butthole <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I didn't know. Sand in my eyes. Like... Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Um, I haven't had sex in nature that much. I think I don't get out in nature that much. I think that's the issue. Like, okay. uh, I've definitely had sex on the beach. 
uh, parks, sure, not that many parks. Mm. And then uh, like up against the dumpster, but I guess that's not nature. Up against the dumpster. <laughs> up against Go the on. dumpster in a city alleyway. I'm more of an inner Where city are you, girl. New York? <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, I'm more right. of an inner city girl, like, you know, okay. toilet cubicle in, in, a, in a bar. Yeah, you know, yeah. like okay. uh, I guess these kinds of naughty. Yeah. settings are more what I've done. Yeah. Um, or in, like, It can be exhilarating too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know someone that did it in an airplane toilet. Oh, fuck. Always thought about that. And I was like, Dude. but how big was the toilet? Because you know how there's bigger ones. There are bigger ones. ones. They must have chose a bigger one. Unless they were, they weren't, they were a big person then, I guess. They, no, they, they weren't big. But those but toilets are tiny, aren't tiny. they? They're tiny. And every time I go in them, I think about it. I'm like, how? Yeah, you know, every time it I go in there. It would be very yeah. up against all sorts of walls. Even yeah. just masturbating in an airplane toilet, I'm like... I just, have feel, to hold. I just feel bad that yeah. I'm making someone wait. Like that's, <laughs> there, there are not enough toilets on the planes and I'm, I'm, you know, I even feel guilty if I like clean my teeth and go to the toilet oh, and really? wash my face. Like I, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I've got no guilt around that. I like, I, I've worked through it, but I still like, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still really conscious of the time. I'm like, so if I like tried to have a quick maz whilst I was in there, I'd be like, this is really pushing it, pushing the generosity <laughs> levels. Yeah. Yeah. Noise, noise would be an issue too. What are they doing? What is someone doing? In there? I would love to join the the, the Mile High Club for sure. Mm. I would love yeah, to. Yeah. I just haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. There's a few things on my list that I like. I need a partner to uh, join me in the craziness for, mm. and I'm looking forward to one day having that again. To be like, hey, this is a crazy idea. Let's let's do it. That's oh awesome. God. Yeah. yeah. One day, but you know, in the meantime, I'll just do it by myself. <laughs> oh, you'll meet your match. Don't you worry. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> it's going to be quite a match. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be in Berlin. <sighs> okay. That's another, yeah. You can go down the tunnel there too, can't you? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But look, I reckon you can. And it just, I think it comes down to, widening your circles or i don't know friends of friends um yeah, yeah. i don't know this whole online stuff i uh, i can't imagine i've actually never used tinder um, because yeah. it happened uh, bef- just after i hooked up with my partner that's great um, i had never used an app until uh i had a break with a boyfriend and i went to portugal and i was like fuck this is easy and uh, mm. and, and used it and then uh it was only when i um it was only when I decided to stop having sex with comedians that I really got onto it. Cause I was like, I need to get out of this circle <laughs> and uh, I need to stop fucking where I, <laughs> where I work. And, um, and that was the only reason. So it was only like really from 2019 that I really was experimenting. But that doesn't make you feel awkward in any way. What, having had sex with comedians? or with, Yeah, that are still your mates. Um, it was no. an easy transition. For okay. me, it's, well, because there's like a... All yeah yeah like all all of them either they were re- they were all relationships of some sort mm. you know and they're all still friends and it's like yeah we can that happened and we're still good yeah that's good because it's not always that way you know no I agree mm. like most of my ex boyfriends because there's so much emotional pain there I like I I can't see them mm. you know or ex husband like I whereas with the comedian community it's yeah uh, so far like uh, I haven't I don't feel like I've burnt any bridges there. That's great. Maybe someone else would disagree with that. But <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're all good. 
Cool. Plug All something. Right. Plug something. Plug. I've already plugged myself. Yeah. So Go yeah. West Comedy is a show. So yes, Go West Comedy. Oh my God, we've got an upcoming show, April fourteenth. <laughs> this like, is comedy. I like, forgot I was in comedy. Like the comedy stuff. The comedy stuff. <laughs> <Yeah, sorry. laughs> <laughs> me, me, me. Oh my God, Go West Comedy um, with Ben McLean and uh, myself, and we've hosted the show through the pandemic because Ben is amazing with technology. He's got. Um, Streamyard that he's just nailed and it comes across really professional. So we're, I'm just he's amazing at all that stuff. And even when he was in Canada, I was in New Zealand. We still did the show. It's a really good show. It's um, LGBTQIA friendly. We usually do it at Aha, which is an amazing venue. Um, so the shows we do online, we do. Um, if you'd like to donate money towards them, because you know it's very hard to keep keep a bar kind of going through these times you know so they're amazing um they're all volunteers as well for that bar and that bar's been around for like 40 odd years like it's amazing so yes if you'd like to come watch our show we've got a really fun lineup we've got david haley we've got cameron moore we've got ingrid wenzel and philippa schulter um and me and ben always do a little video so that's awesome and we and we give prizes we we have a quiz or something else and you've got to we love it when people talk to us on you know on the comments section and it's just fun that's yeah. awesome that's awesome so come join us wednesday 14th for the last show for go Gotham. west comedy online somewhere you can find go west comedy on facebook mm-hmm. um and follow ben mclean on instagram mm-hmm. or facebook and yeah awesome it all there Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so lovely. Uh, That's been Adults Only Comedy Berlin. If you aren't following me on Instagram, fuck you. AF Barros, uh, also on TikTok, also on Clubhouse. We're doing um, Adults Only Comedy Lunchtime Filth uh, weekdays at 12 p.m. till 12.30. Central European time. So that's every day, Monday to Friday. And then there's the Good Morning Europe news show uh, every morning at 9 a.m. Monday to Friday. So find us on Clubhouse as well. Um, All right. Thanks so much, Simone. And uh, uh, till next time. Thank you. Till next time. Bye. (laughs) Bye.